Hello. Hi. Hello. Hello, everybody. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome to the Off Brand Podcast. My name's Courtney. I'm Aubrey. Yeah, that's us. <laughs> we are Dandelion Branding. We're a sustainable brand marketing agency. And um, this is Off Brand Podcast where um, we mostly don't talk about digital marketing. This is one of the only places that we don't do that. So we yes. talk about lots of, yeah, we talk about lots of other stuff like um, books we read and mindset stuff. And we're making some lifestyle things, entrepreneurial lifestyle things. And we're making some changes um, to how we run the podcast coming up. So that's some exciting news. We have, um, we're going to actually interview somebody next month. Mm -hmm. We've never had a guest on the podcast. So excited. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We're going to talk a little bit more about sustainability stuff, still mindset stuff, still have the conversations that we always have, but yeah, maybe a little bit more, little other types of things, still mostly not digital marketing. (laughs) Mostly not, but sometimes when it's very important, yes, we will. Yeah, talk like last week. Marketing. Yeah. Like last week. Like last week we talked about Black Friday, which you should be marketing for if you're not doing it. Yeah, you should do that. Do it right now. Um, actually, listen to this and then do it right now. Yeah. yeah. Um, if you're watching this on YouTube, we would love it if you subscribed to our channel. We would really appreciate it. Uh, we put out podcasts every week. And yeah. So we can have those delivered straight to you. Um, yes. Courtney also makes really dope videos on YouTube that are educational and lovely. I try. I try. Yeah. Um, yeah. So if you subscribe to our channel, you'd also get those. Um, so if you're interested in more of our digital marketing type tips, then those are the other videos that are on our YouTube channel. You'll get the whole variety. Yes. Um, If you're on Facebook, a really good thing for you to do is to join the Curious Marketer. That's our Facebook group. mm. And um, we ask cool questions in there. We gave a live last week that talked about how to market your Black Friday. And we also have some changes coming in there where we do maybe a little bit more lives, definitely more um, digital marketing focused there as well. Yes. Yeah. Very actionable tips, like mm-hmm. all the time. Oh, um, and it's just a cool growing community. It's like growing yeah. a lot right now, and we're getting, yeah. So, if you're a sustainable brand owner, if you're interested in starting a sustainable brand, that's the place to be. Yeah, it is. Sustainable brand owners have different stuff that matter to them than the typical brand owner, especially when it comes to marketing. And that's what we do, and that's what we give tips for. So, we definitely want you to subscribe there and learn from well us because that because we're experts at marketing for sustainable brands. Um, yeah. I think that's not a plug for us. <laughs> um solid intro. Yes. Well yeah. today on the podcast we're gonna be talking about um a topic that is something that is 
a challenge to learn about, I think. Mm -hmm. Something that a lot of um, small business owners have to face at some point when yeah. going their business. So um, it was an interesting topic. It came up in one of our previous um, podcasts. Yeah. Let's talk about that. So here we are. Yeah, we're going to talk about leadership and task delegation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, leadership. Being a business owner does not necessarily mean you are a leader. No, it doesn't. Is that a controversial statement? I don't know. I don't know. I agree with you. So, <laughs> well, it's just something worth knowing that yeah, just because you are uh, the business owner right now, it does not necessarily mean that you would be the best person to lead a team. Um, that's that's the damn truth. Um, and and that makes a lot of sense because most of us that are business owners are like thinkers and we're people that have the idea and want to run with it and want to go with it. We have skills that are all over the board so we can do everything. That doesn't necessarily make us the best people to teach our methods or be the leader. Um, and we see that a lot with the people that we work with and, and people we've worked like for, yeah. you know? Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's just a totally different skill set, you know? And I think that yeah. uh, it requires a level of understanding other people that perhaps like that entrepreneurialism just doesn't right like you like you were right. just saying as an entrepreneur you have to wear a bunch of different hats and you have to be thinking a mile a minute and be coming up with new ideas all the time but as a leader and, if you're doing those yeah. things, your team is gonna be real confused <laughs> like a leader kind of fills the role of like you know you, you sort of have to be the editor a little bit you have to like mm-hmm. figure out it, it, it takes a little bit more, I guess, like thought and strategy than just being the idea person. Right. Or somebody good. that's just like, here's an idea. I'm just going to crank it out. Like somebody on your team should do that. That's a cool thing to have <laughs> as, a, as a business owner. It's great for you to have those ideas and to constantly be coming up with new things for your team um, or for your business. But the reality of making all of those things happen. Right. That's a, other especially as you grow, especially as you grow. Yeah. And this is something that I actually struggle with because I, as we grow, we have to get, we have to slow down and we have to, um, be more clear about what we're saying. And it can't just be like, here's a new idea. Let me just go make the whole damn thing. And and I have to be really conscious about that because we just hit this place within the past couple of months. Whereas beforehand, we kind of had an idea and then we could just sort of like make an MVP and roll with it. And now, you know, I would say we're still in startups, we're still in startup mode in a lot of ways, but one of the, one of the things that we are being very conscious of is 
kind of stopping that, like, here's an idea. Let's, let's just make it happen today, right now. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I don't know what tangible connection that change comes with, like, right. Growing a business. Cause it's just sort of, I think when you start to realize that the things you're putting out there hold more weight, um, yeah. and that you, you want to no longer operate on your, the MVP, which means minimum viable product, mm-hmm. um, where you, you think, okay, like in order for this to be effective, we need to slow the roll. Yeah. And and kind of it's both, right. We've, we always have talked about this as to, if you want to be an authority figure, if you want to be a leader, then be a leader, right. If, if you want to be the decision maker, make the decisions, uh, because the way that you portray yourself and, and the way that you go, the way that you move forward with things, uh, people see it, you know, leaders don't, don't just like get a promotion to CEO and become a leader, right? They don't just become your boss and start shouting directives at you. The people that you follow are the people that you respect and the people that hold genuine authority in your mind. And so becoming a leader is just being a leader and being that authority for so long and sharing that same message for so long that people follow you. And then all of a sudden, you're a fucking leader and all of a sudden like you have to be more tailored. You have to be more like, here's a, here's an actual product. Yeah. Which I hadn't thought about that before that like leadership begets leadership. You have to see yourself as a leader first before Mm -hmm. anyone else will. Yeah. You have to act like one. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And But what does that mean <laughs> to act like one? Right? Yeah. yeah, to me, it means you can't be like, in a year, I'm going to be a leader and I'm going to have people that follow me in a year. Because when you do that, then a year is going to roll by and like, what have you accomplished? But if you say in a year, I want people to be following me. I want to have res- the respect of people and feel like I'm an authority and that what I do and say matters to, you know, that I've influence and cause that's what real leadership is, right? It's a social influence. Then mm-hmm. you have to act like you have social influence right now to reach that in a year. Mm-hmm. So to be a leader, you have to be a leader and maybe no one's following you yet, but like, that's not the, the, really the fo- fo- getting a following is kind of a lag indicator yeah. for, for leadership. That's true. That is definitely true. Yeah. And, that, and that's definitely the way that we formed Dandelion. Yeah. Like we knew at the beginning that we had to first kind of put ourselves out there in a lot of different places in terms of the content that we were creating because we needed to, um, show our authority in these different topics that we could speak Mm -hmm. on these different topics and know what we're talking about. And, Mm -hmm. and that's a way to establish your business is that like, 
you speak about the things that you know about, and perhaps it's quite broad at first, but you're kind of laying that foundation for you to then take steps forward and move right. up um, and to be positioned as a leader in whatever industry it is that you mm-hmm. may be a part of. Right. Um, and that was, yeah. And I think that that I think maybe that is the switch that has happened recently, which was where we were like, okay, we've put out a lot of that kind of foundational information. Yep. And now is time to be hyper specific and yeah. um and much more targeted and um and and kind of like really lean into the um the real kind of specific nitty gritty stuff, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, but man, yeah, it's the, the process of like learning leadership. It's not something that's taught in school. Yeah, <laughs> I know. And I think we're both really lucky in that um, leadership doesn't have anything to do for me with ego. It has more to do with the best way to get things done and the most empathetic way to work with people. So, and we were, we were talking about this a little bit before the podcast, but we were like, um, how many times have you shown up as a leader in any job or career or like workplace, uh, like where you're not a business owner? For me, it's been basically every job I've had. All of them. Yeah. All of them. And you know? I th- yeah. And I think it's, it's, so it's just a kind of something that is inherently within people. Yeah. I also that- think it's something you can learn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I Absolutely. think it comes from somewhere different than just like, I know how to tell people what to do. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's, 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 it's a really interesting topic because there's a lot of different types of leadership. There's a lot of different styles of leadership that some work better than others. And I think it also depends on who you're leading. Um, Yep. But yeah, I mean, really, yeah, for, for me as well, it's been pretty much every position I've ever held even if I wasn't being paid to be a manager or a leader. Yep. Um, I still was. Yes. And nothing changed when all of a sudden that was now in my job description. Right. Yeah. Really. Um, but I, yeah, I mean, it's just, yeah, it's, it's not the leadership skills that I've learned really have had very little to do with the entrepreneurial skills that I've learned. Like if there's, right. that really isn't a whole lot of crossover there, which is interesting. The main, that is interesting. The main crossover I think is always the like And this is probably just specifically in the work that we do because we work directly with people is the empathy that it takes to be a good leader and in our, 
in our business, a good, a good entrepreneur, a good business owner. It, yeah. It's really centered around empathy and logic. We, you know, because I, and this, and this comes from Forbes, I think they said it really well, which is that um, leadership is not really based on like a person um, in particular. It's like, it's a social influence and not really like power and it's based on a goal. So you find a leader that has a similar goal as you. And for me, it's as a leader, I've always, especially in in business, I've always felt like the goal is that this, this business is successful right? Or there's a specific business goal and how do we get there? And, you know, we make that plan. And then in terms of like interacting with other people as a leader, it's always been um, empathetic communication, understanding like where they're at and understanding that like, we're all on the same team working towards the same goal. They're doing the best that they can too. So let's work together to like hit this fucking goal, right? That yeah. makes, and, and I don't think of that as anything more than what we should be doing. Everybody should be doing, but I've come out as a leader in so many places um, because I take the time to be like, what's going on with you? And how can we, how can we use your strengths to hit this goal? Let's support you to like, do the shit you do the best. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think that's probably the number one, like tr- trait, if you will, of, and if, of someone who will be or could be an effective leader is empathy. I agree. Because so much of it, it can like, when you are in a position of power as a leader and you are having to delegate tasks to someone, it can be, it can change the dynamic of the relationship like immediately. Yeah. And you, you have to be really mindful of not just kind of being like a dictator barking orders <laughs> unless that's your vibe <laughs> if you want to be that person be that person but I mean it doesn't don't, work <laughs> don't be don't be surprised when you have major turnover um yeah because effective leadership is about communication and about respect totally. and oh my god yes um and that's just kind of a necessity if you want mm-hmm. people to, if you want people to work at their best, their peak, um, they've got to feel respected. Basically. Yeah. And supported. Yeah. 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 And, and I guess that those are the things that are more so lessons to be learned about leadership than like mm-hmm. just kind of, cause I mean, I'm sure we've probably all had like managers at some point that are not good leaders. Yeah. I've probably been one when I was like just starting out. (laughs) Um, And, and it feels bad. It feels bad to be taking orders from someone who's like just not communicating things properly or is being disrespectful or being weird or yeah like uh 
what's the word like manipulative um the manipulative manager mm-hmm. yeah and that yeah so it's like that is it's it's unfortunate that that is something that so many people experience um and those yeah I don't know yeah it's but here's the other thing is like if you're a manager and people don't like you you have a problem because managing people is about is essentially like people should like you even if you're a shitty manager even if you're not the best leader it starts with gaining the respect and and people actually liking you because how many I've had Mm. had situations where I've had good leaders that are that have bad management skills I kind of I fall more on into that line um when I first started that like I didn't like you know I'm like I'm a good you're a good leader and you've done successful things but like I think you're an asshole right I would much rather work for someone that I enjoyed working with that just needed to learn more communication skills, you know, or, you know, and we, we, we often talk about like business and partnership. It's very similar in partnership. Like I've had really great partners that are really successful and lovely to like, I, on paper that -hmm. are just like, you're such an asshole, you know? I don't want to hang out with you. I don't really like you. But then I've had like part, like my partner now, we could probably work a little on some of our communication stuff. Um, But like, he's so wonderful and he's so nice and I just really like him. So I want to spend more time with him. You know, it's kind of the same with, you have relationships with the people that you work with fucking 30, 40, 50 hours a week. You just do you know yeah, more so than you do with some of your family totally yeah totally and that matters and and being likable as a leader is really is actually i think really important yeah yeah because yeah. if your team doesn't like you <laughs> then you're then everything will be like pulling teeth like right or the other side of that is really powerful people that are really good leaders that aren't likable have a lot of respect behind them. But yeah, that's that's like Elon Musk in the world, you know. Right. There are very few of those people I There's think so now, and, and, and it there. might even be kind of like an older, like a just kind of a generational thing, maybe. It too. might be. I don't know any new. You know, I can't. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, people I think used to equate leadership with like sternness. Yeah. I think that that was also just kind of like a good leader is like a hyper masculine man. Yeah, fuck the patriarchy. <laughs> <laughs> That's what this episode's about now, okay? <laughs> yeah, let's go. <laughs> but, but like yeah I mean in general the concept of leadership is that you're you're leading people so the right. people have to be attracted to you for some reason they have to think of you as a leader it's like you can right. call yourself a leader all day but if people are not following you then 
you ain't leaving nothing. Right. Right. And. But you haven't, you haven't shown that you're worth following. You haven't shown that you're a good enough leader, you know, Mm -hmm. and we say this from, you know, our space and it's just relatively small, but the people that follow us, follow us because we're trustworthy and vulnerable and honest and pretty, pretty damn unshakable in the values that we hold. And, and we do, we do show up as leaders every day, you know? So, yeah, I mean, but it's not always easy. Yeah. (laughs) No. And one of the, one of the hardest things about being a leader as you grow is giving your stuff to other people to do is delegating. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. It we, is. Yeah. yeah. It's like for a number of reasons, not only because it's scary to like trust someone new to do the caliber work that you would pot- potentially like expect. Mm-hmm. Um, but also because like, then you have to figure out how to communicate a thing that's maybe only been in your head ever. Yeah, that one's, that one's real. <laughs> so, and, and training someone is a totally other set of skills. Um, yeah, I think that one, yeah. I think training people is hard. And I think like, I, I don't, I don't personally like repeating myself. It's it's like a known thing maybe on my tombstone no don't repeat things to her she doesn't like it like I don't so training is is a challenge for me when somebody forgets something I'm like why didn't you write it down when I was teaching you that but then I realized like I've I taught you like 50 things that day you're doing a pretty good job you know Mm -hmm. it's yeah that's, that's something I really struggle with, with is like, yeah. it didn't, I, it didn't happen the way I said the one time that I ever said it potentially in passing. Like, exactly. I think, it, my, and I think a lot of that is how are things said? And, and just because something might seem like it was an important distinction or note that you made when you were communicating this particular task doesn't mean that right. it was interpreted that way by the other person and we you know on that and like that it, this is something that I that we that I've learned about you <laughs> yeah that, that I don't like I don't like explain I know and I know I'm I'm working on it but like you also <laughs> It's also very rare that somebody has to say something to me more than once. Mm-hmm. That's why it bothers me when I have to say something more than once. Which makes sense. Totally makes sense. That's just your like a set of values that you hold. Right. It's just a it's just my flaw. <laughs> That's yeah. Like, and I get it, I know exactly where it comes from. It comes from my dad, who is the same way. And so I like grew up in this place where I had to learn it the first time. Yeah. I was like, you know, this is how it is. Got it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, 
I think that I, over the course of my, I don't know, 10 plus years of management, I think that I've learned when managing, I, I was manager at a cafe and I was, I had a crew of maybe like 15 people. And, and so real quick, I learned that the shit I said got interpreted 15 different ways. (laughs) And so like, I think that that is sort of where the, it's where my, I guess more, my, my sense of patience when communicating things came from was like, okay, whoa, now I'm learning that you have this particular learning style. You have another one. Mm-hmm. I have to have individual conversations with both of you now in totally different settings and formats in order for you both to understand this thing. And, and I've actually really liked that process of kind of, of like having to figure out, like, I can tell on your face that you're not understanding this now. Okay, now I know that I need to take a few steps back and realize that maybe I could explain something differently or better um, or or just like show it to you or rather than talk it or who knows, right? But like, that's been a really interesting process, I think, of, of, of managing people um, and then just kind of figuring out how people learn. And mm-hmm. it's something that we still encounter almost every day working yeah. with clients. Yeah. And when new people come into our ecosystem of a brand, mm-hmm. we have to kind of learn how they communicate and how yep. they learn and how, yep. what, you know, what ways of communication don't work for them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and we sometimes have to learn that the hard way. It's really an interesting process though. We um, often actually have to learn that the hard way. Almost I think. every time. Yeah. And it does require us having to be like, okay, they didn't hear that the first time we said that because yep. nothing's happening. So, okay. How do we retrain them to do it? <laughs> yeah. How do we say this? And some, uh, oftentimes, like when this stuff comes up, because I know that for, it's a pet peeve for me that like we have a thing, then I just wait for you to answer Mm -hmm. (laughs) because, because I know that you like this part. And Mm -hmm. so you're often like, no, we just have to say it again. And I'm like, I know. (laughs) I, I'm just like, my, <laughs> well, it's not, a, it's not really a principle. It's really like, it's, I don't know how to describe it. It's like a, okay. it's just, it's not like a, it's not a principle issue with me. I, in fact, it's the opposite. It's just a problem. I like in principle recognize that people should pro when training or learning a new system, it takes a few times. That's normal. I recognize that there's nothing I can do or say to change that. It bothers me. Like I, I, it's yeah. Yeah. But that's, that's one of my flaws as a leader. And I, I feel like I don't have so many issues with like, delegating or like empathy or communicating like I I think that's the main thing for me is that's my character flaws I don't like to repeat myself 
And for me, I do struggle with delegating and I'll like dance around it and be like, is this cool? Like, are you sure? Like, can you do this? And I'm like, are you? Cause like, it's cool. If you don't want to, I'll like fuck off, but like, <laughs> it'd be cool. If you I'll myself, like, okay, I pay, I pay you, you but like. And that's definitely my flaw in, with the system is that like I do try or I, I, I think of myself as someone who is sort of a um, like a friend style leader. Like I try to come at people in a really like personable, relatable way. And that's kicked me in the ass sometimes. Absolutely. Because um, I think that some folks don't respect that style of leadership yeah okay. like slash boundaries of, yeah. of that style of leadership or yeah like yeah. that I think yeah 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 look that's got it's gotten a little bit better it definitely like when I was in college I was at one point like managing all of my roommates and friends and I like that it got really that got really really how hard. do you manage how is it like your roommates and friends oh you were living with people that you worked with Yes. <laughs> okay. I was like, were you just like the fr- the band manager, the friend manager? Yeah. There was no there there were no boundaries, and I and it was really challenging. And I did have to essentially kind of like separate myself from their the friend from the friendship because I was like, ultimately, I was only being a manager at a cafe because I wanted to like level up and and um, and eventually I, my position did sort of change and crew kind of changed as well so um but yeah it was impossible to be people's friends and know their lifestyles and also know that they needed to wake up at five in the morning to open the cafe (laughs) and maybe you shouldn't be partying but uh you know Um, yeah but yeah so that that was not the most effective thing at that time, but um, yeah, I know that my, that it, it is hard for me to delegate new tasks to someone um, without kind of like diminishing their importance or feeling like I'm the way that I'm communicating it is like diminishing their importance a little bit. Cause I just kind of like talk about how to do it. And I'm like, I try to like say it softly like it's not gonna take that long and like it's but that's not the most effective way to communicate when things are actually important and need to get done yeah mm-hmm. yeah we're and and we're figuring out the best way to delegate things to like the person that you know we just brought somebody onto our team we want to delegate things to her um and we're holding a lot of the stuff in just in our heads of like how stuff needs to get done. So, and how long things are supposed to take. And I think that's something I've like noticed is, is when you're talking about like something that needs to happen, you are really soft about it. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm trying to be soft about it, but I also feel like there's a level of like, Hey, this just needs to happen. Mm -hmm. And I can get there with, with, it's different. 
with, hi, Lauren. It's different with Lauren a little bit for me because I know that she's, that, that she's learning this trade. Mm-hmm. Like, like if we had hired a social media manager or like hired somebody that's like claiming to be a VA and claiming to be this person, I think I would be a lot like <laughs> more, Hey, I need you to do this. Hey, I need you to do this. Like, can you, you know, like I would feel fine with piling stuff up, but I think right now I'm nervous to pile more stuff up. Um, because I don't really know what, I don't know. Yeah. I, think, I mean, right. Yeah. When bringing on an, someone who is an intern, who is also learning. Yeah. It's like, where, where's the boundary of like, uh, where's your threshold, I suppose. Right. Um, and yeah, right. Like hiring someone for a position and if they're not fulfilling the tasks that are required of them, it's a little right. bit different because then it becomes sort of a performance issue. And, mm-hmm. and, and that's also something I've definitely struggled with is, give, is having those hard conversations with people that I manage and saying, you know, and pointing out when they are not meeting the needs of the business um, mm-hmm. and having those hard conversations, I guess, about like, how can we make I mean, yeah, that's very hard. Yeah. That's a very hard thing to do, especially when you're a leader that is liked, especially mm-hmm. when you like the people working for you, because mm-hmm. then it's like, I have to hurt someone's feelings. Yeah. I think, and as a leader, one of the best ways to like, that I've found to take, Hey, this is a problem. And it's something you did is kind of just to take the problem as yourself, right? Like not take on that, like you made it or that you made the mistake, but that it's our mistake. I always feel like when I'm a manager or I'm a leader, I'm responsible for everything that happens under me. Mm-hmm. So I think like if somebody that works for me makes a mistake, or somebody I manage makes a mistake, it's my mistake. And above, when I talk to somebody above me, um, then I take that on. And then I take it to my person and I say, look, this is what happened. And this is what should have happened. And how are we going to fix it? It's always like, we, we, we fix it. Not like, you fucked up, Billy. <laughs> like, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, Although I... I've done that jokingly. Doesn't go over super well. No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they didn't like that. <laughs> didn't like being called out publicly. <laughs> no. Yeah, it's a it's a weird territory though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that it's interesting. Um, I really like the way that Gary B talks about leadership. Yeah. Um you know, where he really, he really uh, focuses on the need for you as a leader to essentially work for your employees. Absolutely. Uh, And that essentially that like, you can never expect for them to work as hard as you on your business. Um, 
And I think that those are just really kind of important little tidbits to always remember um, yeah. when you're hiring people and when you're bringing, bringing folks on and when you're setting expectations for what that person should do, how they interact, how they, you know, present themselves or anything. Um, it's, it's a really interesting thing to juggle. Yeah. I I think that's a, I think that that's one of my favorite things that Gary V talks about over and over again Mm -hmm. is the relationship that he has with the people he works with and how, yeah, they make it, they run his business and they do what he says, but really he works for them there. And that makes perfect sense. Like as a small business owner, that's hard to imagine Mm -hmm. because you're like, but I do everything and these people work for me. But there's a level of brand building where like the brand isn't you anymore Mm -hmm. and it is a separate entity and there are people that are invested and on your team. And when you're an asshole leader or you're not working to support your team, then you're, you're just fucking with your brand and right. Like you hired these people, you're trusting them support them and build them up yeah. and yeah it, that is hard to it that is that's hard to to get to when it's just like you and maybe the one person that that is your assistant yeah um but that is the reality that brands Absolutely. become their own entity yeah at some point in time they do yeah when and I don't, again, know how to distinguish when that shift happens. Um, but I think that, I mean, that's kind of the, one of the, I guess, results of branding. Yeah. Is that, it happens fast when you do it right. Yeah. Is that, like, yeah, the yeah, brand kind of takes on its own identity, like visually, mm-hmm. the way it communicates. And that may not be the same voice as you brand owner. Right. Um, but that's okay that there is a difference. And there should you, be a difference. There should be a difference. Yeah. You right. as the brand owner can have all sorts of ideas and thoughts and that's awesome. Do your thing. But if you've made choices that say, okay, the brand is XYZ, we communicate in this way, then and then you're kind of also as the brand owner, then sort of talking about your own interests and things outside that can get really muddy and weird. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and that's really, yeah. And so by not doing that and by really identifying the way that your brand communicates, it, it does, it not only kind of strengthens the brand as a whole, but it, it then like, it, it allows for it to grow larger than you or larger than. Right. Right. Individual. Um, and a lot of brands are only held back growing because they're, they're the brand owner won't delegate. Mm-hmm. Like there's a point when you're just basically shooting yourself in the foot. And we see it a lot because we're often one of the first investments that, that small businesses make. Mm-hmm. So we, we often sort of like come in right at that pivotal time when a brand is no longer just the owner. 
And so we really, I mean, that's what we do. We're, we're a branding company, a digital marketing company. So we actually take those little like, like solopreneur worlds, shout out to solopreneur entrepreneurs, <laughs> and um, turn those brands into those living things where they have their own entities and have their own voice. And we often run into the entrepreneur that doesn't know how to delegate even to us. Yeah. We're, we're like, you know, we'll be like, send us an email with that copy. We'll edit it. We'll get it up. You don't have to do anything. And we get an email with a link in it um, because they just haven't released that ability to like, to, to delegate and to, to, to realize that like, they're not alone. It's not just them running their, their own brand. And I mean, to say like control thing, definitely. Yeah. It's, it's a control thing. It's really common. Um, and I mean, cause delegation is hard. It's hard to, you think like I can do it better or I'll, I can do it faster than training somebody else, you know, or it would take me less time to just go in and do it and fix everything than to take the time to t- teach you what yeah. it is that's standing out, what I would change and why and yeah. how. Um, I'm guilty true. of that. It's true. I did it last week. Um, I did it last week to Lauren, you know, it, where there was an email. Happens. We're all busy. I know. Well, yeah, I, I wanted to teach her and I started to write it and then I, I did it myself and I was like, this is a shitty leadership thing, but I was like, just record. I actually, I caught, but I caught myself doing it. And then I kept doing it because I was like, I actually can't figure out a better way to describe what needs to happen than Mm -hmm. like visually showing her what needs to happen. Right. Like, so I kind of like did it and cut myself off and, and just wrote an email and was like, I went in there and I made the updates. Please go look at them so you can kind of get an idea of like the structure of the thing we want, you know? Yeah. Uh, and sometimes you have to make those decisions. I mean, if you're in a rush or something, sometimes you just don't have the time to actually make the extra bit of effort to do that teaching rather than the doing. Um, but it's like, okay, you could do it yourself a thousand times or yeah or teach that other teach person it. to do it and you know and it takes longer it's it's more worth it to teach them yeah so run. i'm hopeful in the long run i i'm hopeful that like because this is it's it's one of it's an email thing so it's on it's always going to be like an ongoing so i'm hopeful that next time something like that happens mm-hmm. i can just like stop and say this is the list of, of changes. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, there's a lot to always be learning. Yeah. I mean, and yeah, when you're training new folks to do different new skill sets. Um, yeah. I mean, as a leader, you need to be the one who's kind of holding all of the information and holding like a lot of the weight because you have to figure out the best way to communicate and like one step at a time because mm-hmm. you can't just dump everything on there <laughs> onto, onto yeah. someone else and expect for them to understand it in the way that you do 
Um, but right. yeah, it takes a lot of kind of self-control as a, as a leader and, and someone who's managing and has to delegate, uh, cause you, yeah, you really have to kind of, um, slow down and, and reconsider things. I think a lot. Yeah. Um, and, and realize that like, for me, it's realizing those like small details that we just do. There's just, a, yeah. there's a bunch of shit. Um, I would say it's probably in every industry, but especially in digital marketing. Cause it's like, you know, especially we have so much experience. There's six years of, you know, add this, add this tiny UTM in this link, you know, why, what the fuck point does that do? Oh, it helps us optimize the overtime, the way that we email or whatever, like, but it's a tiny, stupid detail. And it's such a long-term like plan or something that like we've, we've had experience and it's a solution to a problem that, you know, it's just one of those things. It's, and there's so many of those little tiny things that we're just yeah. like, we just do, we just know to do. We didn't and at first. I mean, we didn't. Yeah. Yeah. You had to learn that at some point, right? There was some point in your career yeah. where you learned that the, and, and the weight of that tiny little bit. And right. same with me and my, you taught me that like two years ago or something, you yeah. know, two, two I taught you when I learned it. Yeah. I don't well, even know what a UTM is. <laughs> I don't know what that is. What does that right. even do? What? Um, and it's, yeah, I mean, there's, so we have to like keep that in mind that there are, that the, the importance of something to us does not at all equate to it being illegal no. to someone else if they don't understand right the potential consequences and all of that stuff. And that's, that or even just like the solution that it is. Yeah. The, right. Bringing what is it? Yeah. Right. Like that's something that's like, um, when you learn something as a given, when you learn something as this is, this is the order of operations and, and this is the way we do things, especially for us, the way that we have grown dandelion and the way that we, um, our training, we train with like, this is currently all of the steps it takes to do everything that we do. And every step that we have, we've learned the hard way has to happen that way for one or 20 fucking reasons. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's a solution to like one or more problems. We don't do things that aren't super efficient down all the way down to like how we name campaigns, how we like, how we put names on Asana tasks is like exactly that way because it's been optimized for the last several years, you know, but for training someone, that's just the way it's done. And they don't mm. really like connect with the solution or the problem that it was solving. Yeah. You know, yeah. and that can be a really hard thing to communicate when you are bringing someone on because yeah. all of those little details when you're a business owner mean so much to you because you know that history, you know, the mm -hmm. hardship that made that decision. Yeah. 
to be. And as right. like, to someone else, it doesn't mean as much. It's just like, oh, okay, well, uh, all right, that's the way that they do it. Um, right. So, but yeah. you wouldn't know that, like, the reason yeah. our asana tasks have the date first. We are asana tasks when we're writing out our um, our calendar have date and then the platform they go on and then the point of the thing. They have the date first because if you click away the top of it and you still have that task pulled up the top of the tab, you can still see the date of the thing you're working on. So if you're scheduling something like it's not the case anymore with Asana, unfortunately, that's not Oh, when they started the slide out thing, I don't schedule anymore. Yeah, no. Well, that's not, not true because I just scheduled an email and I had that pulled up. Hmm, mine's on the board. Yeah, no, mine does not do that. When you uh, click in a task and you click to a different tab? Yeah. It's just the no. main project as the tab. Really? Yeah. But... Yeah. Well, that's why that happened. <laughs> it is still handy because it's just still, you know, we, we operate so much in terms of scheduling in advance that that is still uh, one of the most important pieces is when things are happening rather than where. Um, so it's kind of by order of importance of information. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm pretty pissed about that now. <laughs> that's yeah. a new change. Oh, dee dee dee. Um, sounds, I don't know if you'll be able to pick that up, that sound. Yeah. Up. Yeah. Okay. yeah, I can hear it. Can you also hear my tortoise in the background? Is anyone hearing that? Well, he's making an appearance uh, on the podcast. I don't know if this mic is picking it up, but uh, he lives right over here. Wait, I'm listening. It's only so often where he, yeah. he uh, kind of. What about this clock? I don't hear the clock anymore, but uh, yes, you posted about it earlier that it is, it's a, how, do, how does everyone feel about ticking clocks? What are your thoughts on ticking clocks, people out there in the world? Because um, I can't, I can't deal. I hate them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't know how you haven't taken, tried to take the batteries out of that. Or I, I have, I just listened to the only time I don't have headphones in or my headband on is, um, when you and I are having a conversation. Mm, okay. Okay. Yeah. And my mm -hmm. headphones are noise canceling, so mm. it doesn't pick it up. But I will say that my um, television watching has increased because of the fucking clock, because I listen to a lot of music. Um, and usually when I'm working, I listen to classical music, but sometimes I convince myself that I can still fucking hear it. Mm. Um, and that I should listen to people speaking because oh. that's a lot more helpful for the ticking. Mm -hmm. So, so you I turn on, those. I turn on a show that I can ignore mm -hmm. <laughs> like, and, and, and work so that I don't have to, it's a fucking elaborate solution. There's probably YouTube videos of like chatter you know background chatter oh that's a yeah that's a good idea i've also yeah. worked with like birds mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and rain thunderstorms i like thunderstorms <laughs> but anyhow yeah. tangent i don't know how we got there the turtle the clock i don't know um ah <sighs> 
yes. Well, we we will we were talking about actually the the Asana situation. I'm uh, super mad about that. <laughs> um can't always win. Yeah, they Oh, now it has the project and then it has the the if the tab is big enough. Oh, I see. Mine are never. I always have like 500 tabs open. It's a problem. I'm addicted. I use different windows. I will do that for like very different types of things. I have like a window for like my personal stuff and then a window for work stuff because I use the same computer. Well, it's all different, but um, gosh, yeah. <laughs> what an interesting thing yeah i feel like it's uh it's been quite a journey for the both of us to to um figure out the best ways to lead and to manage people and communicate and it's just yeah, kind of yeah. something that you just, yeah. I mean, I think that the biggest lesson that we learned was, is that you have to lead with, with empathy ultimately. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, and you can't ever expect for someone, you really kind of can't expect a whole lot. <laughs> really? No. Don't expect that people are going to understand what you're referring to. Don't expect that you won't have to repeat something. Don't expect that somebody would do it the exact way that you would do it. Um, right. I think that the, I think that this conversation or this this particular topic came up because this is an argument that my boyfriend and I got into a little bit. Oh, I need to hear it. Which was on my mind the pre previous time that we were recording, which is like, I think people should learn delegation skills. Because <laughs> just because, right. yeah, uh, it was, it's just, it was just kind of a funny little thing where he was like giving me instructions for like to do something. And I was like in a completely different frame of mind. And I had no idea what he was referring to at all. And I was not understanding these like steps that he was giving me to do. Oh my and God, I, my actual life. <laughs> I was like, I don't understand. Like, what are you even trying to convince me? To, why can't, can we just go and do it like normal? Like, what are you even, what are you solving <laughs> for? I don't understand this. <laughs> what are you solving for is the best question to ask someone when you don't understand why they're doing anything. Yes. Right. Like, yes. What are you so, solving for right now? What are you solving for? Yeah, I'm like, okay. what? Like, what's the actual, why is this different? <laughs> yeah. Um, Because he got really frustrated that I just didn't understand what he was saying. He was like, it was so simple. And I was like, well, but like, I have, was like, I had been thinking about something totally different. And we ultimately had to kind of discuss that, like, you can never expect that someone will understand when you're telling them, telling them something End of, end of sentence you can never expect that they'll yeah. understand yeah. <laughs> like and it's okay when they don't and it's fine and it's, then you just fine. have to take a step back yeah. even if you do hate repeating yourself I'm learning way <laughs> learning he also hates repeating himself that was really the crux of it so now you're telling me that you are also dating somebody that has medium things like I do. 
Because yeah. I'm dating somebody that has things like you do. Yes. That's awesome. Yes. Yes. He doesn't like repeating himself um, at all. He's very impatient. Um, and I'm teaching him that it's okay if something doesn't happen on the timeline that he has set arbitrarily in his brain. Um, and Listen, it's hard. <laughs> it's hard. I know. I know. But it's all kind of stemmed from like, I don't think that he's ever thought about these things because he's never been trained in 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 leadership and delegation and yeah. how you have to communicate differently to different people and how a plan that you think is the best plan and you that you have in mind may not be the best right plan. and and a work relationship if you're a manager you can kind of just say this is what I want done do it this way but that just doesn't work with every type of relationship no so I'm like no okay but I also have solutions in a way of doing things so it's it's actually it was actually like a really cool conversation to kind of understand more about each other's brains but it is absolutely what stemmed this particular topic about wanting to talk about leadership and delegation and the need for understanding that people learn very differently from yeah uh, oh I have a really good example that happened yesterday cool go yeah Mm -hmm. so and it's it's between me and Tom we have this house we're building doing different things and this weekend we were working upstairs and we had to take out the heating system I don't know if you know how a heating system works i fucking didn't but essentially it is filled with water that is under pressure um and then that water is heated as it moves and that's how it heats up a radiator something like that okay so it's water under pressure okay yes it affects your hot if 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 you're and if that water isn't under pressure in your whole system, like your hot water basically in a house will be, con- is also under a pressure system and it's connected to your heating system. So if, for instance, you're building a new fucking house inside of a house, like we are, um, and you take out a radiator, we, you have to depressurize that system so that you can remove and cap the radiator so that it doesn't like shoot fucking water everywhere. Yes. Okay. They can explode and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. You have to, yeah. Well, basically if you, you have to cut pipes to like take those radiators out. And if you cut a pipe that's under pressure, it's just going to be a really big mess. Yeah. A lot of water. Yeah. It's a lot of water. Yeah. You see where I'm going with this story. So there's a lot of water. Uh Oh, actually I didn't, but. (laughs) So I, um, so we took the, we took the radiator out the, and I had like a medium cold, like lukewarm shower. And Tom was like, Oh, I want a hot shower. So he repressurized the system unbeknownst, but he just basically, he just put more water into the system. Okay. So that it would so that it would be more densely packed and thus under more pressure. And then our water pressure, our hot water pressure in particular comes back. Okay. Because your okay. hot water heater is what heats up the radiator and the, uh-huh. and the radiator is actually what heats up the air. It's actually a really smart system. It's like a reverse fridge. Um, yeah. 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 
So the hot water pressure was back. Awesome. Unbeknownst to me, he didn't change when he, um, when he repressurized the system, he didn't change it back to like connecting the washer. So our washer, um, which isn't very common, but our washing machine is connected um, in the same place as our hot water heater. Mm-hmm. So um, it's the same valve that you essentially, you turn the knob and the say it's, I don't know how to hmm. explain it right. Anyways, it was connected to the pressure system and not the hot water or, or not the washing machine, which I didn't know. So I turn the, I try to wash clothes yesterday. I had a day off yesterday and I made, I asked Tom to leave. And so he was gone and I was like, I'm going to do some laundry and the washer wouldn't turn on. So I was like, oh shit, why isn't the washer on? And I was like, oh yeah, Michael's here. And Michael turns the water off when he's here because we do all sorts of shit with water. So I turn the water on, um, thinking that like, it's connected to the washer because it always is. And it was not, it was connected to the water pressure. And so we have a pressure valve uh-huh. that, that releases water when there's too much pressure. Yes. So all of a sudden water just starts spraying at my face. And like, literally I'm just like trying to wash clothes. And I think this is happening. I'm like, I fucking broke it. There's a lake. It's blowing up. Yeah. And- water spraying at my face and I just I it it is coming out of this like random valve and so I start like screwing with the valve a little bit trying to be like and I'm like thinking it's leaking thinking it's leaking but like fucking pressure leaking like Mm -hmm. and 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 I'm like okay well I guess I'm turning off this water and then I'm like calling Tom and Tom wasn't there and then I'm like I'm, I'm sorry, but I I did something and I don't know what's wrong. And there's the water coming everywhere and it's coming fast. And he's like, well, stop what's happening. So <laughs> I show the thing and I tell him what I'm trying to do. And it, this, it's so dumb. Basically, all he had to tell me was that the washer wasn't hooked up, like that it was hooked okay. up to the pressure and that the washer wasn't hooked up and that's all I had to say, but it took like 10 minutes and he mm. like walked me through, okay, turn off, turn off the water from the source. So now we don't have, now the water wasn't running at all. The hot water machine was, had to be turned off. Like, uh, yikes! it was so, we were just going around and around and around. And eventually he was like, can you just show me what it is? That's like squirting again. Mm-hmm. And I show him and he's like, oh, <laughs> it's just pressurized. And um, I was like, oh, well, then it's no problem. Sorry for calling you. And it's like the end of the conversation. But like we had to go through this whole like, how does how do I communicate to you? How do you communicate to me? There's water shoveling in my face. Meanwhile, and- there was water that entire time spraying yeah. out. Oh my yeah. god. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it was Yikes. because it, it because water's it come it's coming out of like a really small space. So 
and it's really highly pressured. So there, it just takes a lot of like force. Yeah. So the whole, this whole time I'm like trying to get a bucket and like hold a fucking pitcher and be like, Oh, this is a pitcher's fault. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I'm like running back and forth and you can't get into the water valve part of our house right now without a key. So I'm like, I can't find my keys. And it was, a, f- and, but it, it really could have just, be, you know, if I, if I had known the right way to explain the issue mm-hmm. and Tom had known the right way to like communicate <laughs> what actually had happened, um, that wouldn't have it wouldn't I wouldn't have had water in my face yeah yikes yes it was also really funny the the, wow that is frustrating (laughs) but yeah afterwards we were both so sorry we always like but it's an exercise in learning communication yes yeah just Never a bad thing, I suppose, though mm-hmm. challenging when it's happening. Yeah. And yeah. it's one of those, like, this has to, I think the whole thing probably lasted 10 minutes, mm-hmm. you know, but it's just like so, minutes when there's- it's a long 10 minutes where it's like, <laughs> towel, okay, give me a towel. No, that's more water than a towel. Okay. Like, yeah. Hmm. <laughs> yep. Well, we hope your brand's pipes don't burst because you can accurately communicate with your about things that need to happen and things that have happened and the potential outcomes if this happens. Yeah. Make sure you have a safety valve. There you go. Right. Because yeah. yeah, putting up, putting, it's the same with people, right? You put them under pressure when you have these like expectations or when you're like shoveling more shit at them. And eventually if you, if you don't have a valve for them to like, or a way for them to, to communicate with you properly or talk through issues, they're going to blow up. And then you have a really big mess. Big old mess. Yep. Yep. That's true. Yeah. 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 Oh, I do hear the turtle. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's, it's noon, so he's up and at it. He's ready to walk around. And, you know, he's just a tortoise and he's a rock, essentially. So he, um, he's like mom. He's got a lot of rocks in his terrarium and he just kind of climbs all over them and it's very loud sometimes. Um, but I've been given he he we have like a really nice fully enclosed like yard space now and I've, so I've been letting him roam in there. He loves nice. it. He's yeah, super he's happy. He's a happy tortoise. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but he's like I guess a little cooped up right now because he's making all sorts of noise, and I should probably attend to him a little bit, but. Um, yeah, like gosh. Mom. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, is there anything else we wanted to mention about leadership delegation? Um, no, I think, yeah, 
I think the Dare to Lead was a really good book. If you were learning about yeah. leadership, um, Dare, Dare to Lead was honestly the most like actionable, cool book about leadership that I've been exposed to. Yeah. Um, and we have a book review about that. So you can go um, listen to that one after this one. Yeah. Yeah. Watching this on YouTube. I don't think that that podcast is on YouTube. No, it was not. It was prior to us putting them on YouTube, but yeah, you could check it out on Spotify, Apple podcasts, anchor, all of that good stuff is where our previous podcasts live. I think before like 40 or 39 or something like that, they're numbered. So, um, I guess I don't know the number of that one, but (laughs) <laughs> dare to lead yeah it's called Dearly, um, yeah it's a good it's a good review and it's a dang good book, so check it out yeah yeah sweet well let's see um next week we are going to do another book review um yeah. on how to win friends and influence people so stay tuned for that um Yes. So if you want, if you've read that, then stay tuned. That'll be our review. And if you haven't, then get on reading or listening to it so that you can join the fun. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Right on. Uh, Cool. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thank you. Talk to you next time. See ya. Bye. I'm not going to be able to do that.